you're listening to the U Urban Bible Study Weekly Leaders Training Podcast. The U curriculum is especially created by and for urban and multi-ethnic churches. This product is designed to help leaders lead a Bible study using LifeWay's U Urban Bible Study resources. Each week, we examine the biblical passage, review some questions teachers may face, and give a practical teaching tip. I'm Dr. Mark Crossland, General Editor for the U Bible Study, and today I'm joined by Natasha Menefee, our Content Editor. Hello, Natasha. Hello, Mark. Uh, today we have a special focus session for today, and we'll focus on a cry for justice. Um, we know, unfortunately, that we live in a world um, that is full of injustice and wickedness. They are rampant, and sometimes it leads many of us asking, why doesn't God do something? Um, today, we'll learn through this lesson that we have to shift our focus from the wicked to hope and our hope in God. Um, as we act to help those who face injustice, we continue to pray as God leads us, knowing that we can trust him to be the true source of justice. All right. So join God in seeking justice, including justice for unborn children. So how can we join God in seeking justice for others. So let's read these first four verses in Psalm 10. Lord, why do you stand so far away? Why do you hide in times of trouble? In arrogance, the wicked recklessly pursue their victims. Let them be caught in the schemes they have devised. For the wicked ones boast about his own craving. The one who is greedy curses and despises the Lord. In all his scheming, the wicked person arrogantly thinks there's no accountability since there's no God. And so here's our first uh, thought. How can we join God in seeking justice for others? The wicked pursue injustice. And so this is what we see. And, uh, you know, just reading the text and thinking about it as we're reading it, it's amazing uh, how much time has gone by and how much nothing has changed. Right. So, uh, you know, I could I could take these verses one through four. And they they can become my expression about the issues that we see and we face today, because the wicked are wicked in every generation, and the faithful must remain faithful in every generation. And there are times when it seems like God is not moving in quick enough. Times when there are, are bad things happening, uh, in our society, and we we just wish that God would step in and do something, uh, you know, uh, to let people know that he is there and to get the wicked straightened out. Uh, and so it, the last verse says that the wicked keep on doing this because they feel like there's no accountability since there is no God. 
And so uh, God, uh, I want to save that thought for later, but but I just want to say that uh, there's so much that so much that we've uh, you know we can identify with in these verses, uh, our own um, uh, despair, maybe even sometimes depression, because uh, we keep seeing the wicked prosper and the wicked keep going and uh sometimes it, we're just waiting on accountability to come what do you see in here natasha yeah i see uh see the same things i mean if we're honest many of us can relate to the cry of the psalmist we've all maybe at some point have cried this you know where are you god do, do you see and it's a picture of our world today the the arrogance of the wicked the the boastfulness. Um, there's nothing new under the sun. So for me, um, the hope I find is that knowing that God is sovereign, he was the God then at the time of the psalmist, he's the same God now, his His power hasn't diminished. So, um, and as we begin to move through the psalm, we'll see, you know, it's about where we put our focus right now, the beginning of this, um, these verses, the focus is on the wicked. And so, um, but God is still God. So um, we'll begin to talk about how we can have that shift of focus away from the wicked in the world and back onto God. You know, sometimes I feel like during the pandemic, when things were shut down, uh, it just gave the wicked more time to sit at home and scheme about different things. Right. So it seemed like there are more money scams going on, uh, you know, more. Uh, more violence in the streets, more, uh, more uh, uh, gang, uh, what do you call it, uh, mob, uh, ru mobs rushing stores and stealing stuff, uh, just more and more of, of this kind of stuff uh, all the time. So one thing we know is that the wicked people aren't lazy. Come on. They're not lazy. <laughs> They're always thinking up and scheming new ways uh, to get over. And uh, if they would spend as much time using all that energy in positive ways, man, uh, how much better our society would be. So uh, we're grateful for their talent. Uh, we wish they would use it in a positive way. So here's the second one. So the first, the wicked pursue injustice. Here's the second thought. The humble cry to God for justice. And so let's read verses 12 through 15. Rise up, Lord God, lift up your hand. Do not forget the oppressed. Why has the wicked person despised God? He says to himself, you will not demand an account, but you yourself have seen trouble and grief observing in order to take the matter into your hands. The helpless one entrusts himself to you. You are a helper to the fatherless. Break the arm of the wicked, evil person until you look for his wickedness, but can't, but it can't be found. Wow. So, there it is. Uh, and so he is reminding us that um, one thing that will help is for the righteous to cry out. And 
and we've got to cry out to God. So this is one thing I've been uh, talking about uh, that uh, I just think over the last uh, 60 years, I'm going to say, in the United States, we have been focusing more when it comes to the problems of the day on legislation than we are on transformation. Legislation is good. We need that. We need all the good laws we can get on the books. But uh, the church, our focus has to be on gospel transformation because legislation will never fully do the job. It will never do the job. Romans 8 reminds us there are some things the law cannot do because it is weakened by the human nature. And so uh, we have got to, in every generation, remember to call on God. He is always going to be our greatest help. Huh? What's the uh, the Psalm, uh, is it 9091? Oh God, our help in ages past, our hope for years to come, our shelter from the stormy blast and our eternal home. Before the hills in order stood, earth received her frame from everlasting. Thou art God through endless years the same. You, We've got to call out to him because he can help us and he will help us. And so the psalmist, you can see he's ticked off. Look at verse number 15. He says, break the arm of the wicked, evil person. And he said, do this until you look for wickedness and it can't be found. So the, the psalmist understands that God has the ability to turn things around. What are you seeing here, Natasha? Yeah, I saw that as well as he, the psalmist trusts God to be the one to turn things around instead of taking matters uh, into his own hands. He's trusting in the power of God, the ability to God. Um, and I see a, a honest and vulnerable cry out to God. Um, this principle is the humble cry to God. And so it's a great reminder that we are able to bring every trouble to God. God is there for us. We can have an open and honest conversation with God. And I see that in these verses, the, the heart of the psalmist. It's very honest. It's very open. He's not withholding any of his emotions um, before God. And so we that's the humble cry. And so I think sometimes we have we need to um, humble ourselves enough and be honest before God and cry out with everything that we're feeling because God can handle that. And that's what we see with the psalmist. He cries out knowing that the God he's crying out to is able to handle the situation and has the, the ability and the power to do it. Um, and he's not looking to take those matters into his own hands, but to trust the God who can, who can do everything. All right. And that brings us right to our third point here. God will bring justice. And so uh, let's start at verse number 16. The Lord is king forever and ever. The nations will perish from his hand. Lord, you have heard the desire of the humble. You will strengthen their hearts. You will listen carefully doing justice for the fatherless and the oppressed so that mere humans from the earth may terrify them no more. 
And so here it is, this uh, profound belief uh, that is important for us to uh, continually hold in our hearts that God will bring justice. He will bring justice. So the psalmist uh, reminds us that God is king and he's king forever, that he hears uh, the desires of the afflicted, uh, that he will strengthen their hearts and ultimately he will bring justice. And so I think that uh, particularly as African-Americans, we can uh, identify with uh, this particular psalm Maybe especially Psalm eight, uh, verse number eighteen, cries out to us. It says, "Doing justice for the fatherless and the oppressed." And so, people who have not lived uh, as a minority in an oppressive society may not always catch or appreciate this. Uh, so often, I've had uh, sometimes it's. Some events, um, uh, an Anglo person said, man, I, you know, they might be the only Anglo in the group because uh, it maybe is a majority black group. And so they said, man, I know just how you feel now. And uh, no, you don't know how we feel because you being just being a minority by itself is not the same as being a minority who has been a part of an oppressed group in an oppressive society. And so, uh, but, but we hold on, hold on to faith and know that God is working it out and that God will fix it all after a while. What are you thinking here, Natasha? I, I love how the psalmist, his confidence is growing and standing in who God is. He starts off with the Lord is king forever. And it's followed by all these definitive statements that the Lord, you have heard the desire of the humble. So not that he just cried out in the previous verses, but he trusts and believes that the Lord has heard him uh, and that you will strengthen their hearts. You will listen carefully. So he's believing that in the covenant keeping word of God, he's believing that. And so he's basing his faith and his actions on that. And he says that, you know, you will listen carefully. Um, And then at the end, um, doing justice for the fatherless and the oppressed so that mere humans from earth may terrify them no more. So he's resting and trusting in the, uh, the sovereign God, the God who is eternal. So everything, as you said, is not going to always be as it is. The injustice won't always last. And so from the beginning in verse one to where we get to the end at verse 18, we see that shift and that confidence in God grow. Um, And I think that's just a beautiful reminder for us. We may start off in one state, but as we cry out to God and he reminds us of who he is and who we are in him, then our perspective shifts and we gain our we regain our hope and we regain our trust and our confidence in him. All right. That's absolutely powerful. And so we're grateful for this lesson. This is going to be a a special focus lesson. We're drawing away from our normal flow uh, because this is Martin Luther King uh, weekend. And so great to be able to focus on this special focus lesson right here in front of us. And so uh, if you're a Bible study teacher, I want you to hold on just for a moment because 
Natasha is going to give us a powerful uh, one-minute teaching tip. But I just want to remind everybody uh, to get your own copy of the U Bible Study. You can find it at u.lifeway.com. That's y-o-u.lifeway.com. It is our urban cultural forward Bible study. It comes in paper and digital formats. There's a teaching guide in the back of each book, uh, and there are daily devotional pages throughout the book to keep us engaged in the Word of God. There's a leader's guide uh, to make the lessons even more powerful, and it aligns with our Bible Studies for Life student and kids curriculum so there's something for everybody all right natasha give us our teaching tip for today so this week's lesson focuses on the injustices seen in the world and the psalmist thoughts about what's happening and how god is or is not responding to them Uh, take some time to reflect on how you personally feel when you have seen or encountered injustices What have you done, said, or thought in response to your experience? And how did your response align to the word of God? Um, How have these experiences impacted your life? Uh, Take some time to share your testimony with your group and make some time to ask for testimonies from some of the learners in your group, always remembering to focus our response back to the alignment of God's word. All right. This is absolutely powerful and wonderful. Thank you so much for joining us for this You Bible Study podcast. And join us again because you never know where God will take you.